Welcome to the Cloven Chalice, a 1D4 plus 1 fifth ed adventure, starring Ryan Nichols as Fahim Tamor, Kevin Kleiser as Nash, John Kircher as Walira Dune, and Sam Crook as the Dungeon Master. suddenly quiet uh, hold below decks in this uh, beach ship. Um, you have just pretty much disintegrated one of these uh, sea spawn, which, by the way, awesome CR1 creature. I love these things. Um, but yeah, you, you practically dissolved it in a uh, shower of Eldritch Blast and uh, an arrow through the temple. Um, but you do have one which is unconscious, uh, as well as uh, Walira has a hat which he has identified to be pretty similar to the hat which was worn by a, uh, a dwarven uh, sea captain depicted on the door that you guys have uh, discerned you are supposed to get through. So what would you guys like to do next? Uh, I'm going to hang out below deck with my new sea friend. <laughs> I will uh, walk over to um, to Fahim and I will uh, reach into my pack to pull out uh, my 50 feet of a rope and hand it to him if you require this for your uh, discussion, feel free to use it. Uh, I would like it back, though. I don't think I'll need it, but thank you. Of course. Uh, Nosh, would you like to come investigate the uh, captain's quarters, I assume, with me? Yes, I think it is time to go loot. Um, my quick question from either of you before you leave. Yeah. Um, could either of you two, uh, uh, heal this gentleman up at all? No. I, I unfortunately can. cannot do any healing, and if I could, I would use it ex express expressly on myself. I am quite hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, fair enough. Alright, I'll see what I can do down here. Go ahead. Very good. Uh, Nash and I make our way back toward the uh, captain's quarter. All right. Uh, as you get within 10, maybe five feet of this door, um, the the arcane sigils um, on either side begin to glow. Um, start at the top. They just like top two next to... Uh, slowly moving down the doorway and the doorway splits in the middle um, this 
<laughs> it splits directly down the middle, and uh, until now, you hadn't even noticed a seam. Um, typical of dwarven craftsmanship. Uh, this door opens it in, and uh, you see a... Uh, first thing that catches your, your eyes are that it uh, there are candles everywhere. Uh, there's also a bunch of, of small like knickknacks and uh, trinkets, maybe some um, some necklaces that appear to be made of like maybe uh, maybe like finger and toe bones from certain wild animals. Um, there are a, a couple of uh, furs of wild animals draped over uh, piles of, of items. There's also a very large uh, cauldron in the middle of the room. Well, I'm huffing it to the cauldron. Alrighty. Uh, kind of split off and look at one of the sides, see what's around. Just kind of peruse through whatever I could find. Okay. Not, not really looking for anything in particular, just kind of whatever looks the shiniest and the nicest. Sure. Um, okay. Uh, so, Valera, uh, as you reach this cauldron, there is... Um, it doesn't appear to be, like, nothing... There's no fire underneath it. Um, it's just sitting, it has like four legs, uh, and it's sitting in the middle of this, uh, of this room. And also there's an odd sensation when you, uh, first walk into the room where instead of going up this incline and kind of at an angle, you go through the doorway and it immediately feels like you're walking on even ground. The cauldron, despite there not being anything under it to heat it, um, is like a uh, a greenish, kind of gooey substance, and it is slowly bubbling. Hmm. What? Uh, Nosh, you're looking around. Uh, there are a lot of, like I said, kind of knickknacks uh, appear to be... Uh, hmm. Mostly made from... Uh, small animals like maybe raccoons, uh, squirrels, um, just various body parts formed into these sometimes grotesque, other times really just oh that's a that's a nice necklace you know they, they strung a bunch of um, you know maybe it's like two um, squirrel spinal columns strung into a necklace. Uh, there are easily upwards of 50 maybe 75 candles in this room uh and it's only probably like 20 feet by 40 feet do i like know anything about this cat like this this seems like a very particular individual uh have i ever heard of or read about anything about this weird captain and his candle fur ship <laughs> oh i forgot to mention that's uh that's painted on the on the side of the ship the candle fur trip ship 
<laughs> candle, VSS candle for her. Yeah. Um, go ahead and make a history check. 17. Okay. Um, hmm. This really doesn't make sense to you. The fact that there's this captain depicted with all of these, uh, probably overstated heroic ventures on the on this you know, on the door uh he's depicted in all these probably overstated heroic uh ventures and this the whole setup in here doesn't really make sense he's always he was depicted as very finely dressed um kind of with the the suave uh confidence this really you cut out there for me sam okay uh how far back uh how how far back did i cut out i got all of it yeah i did too okay is that is that working can you guys hear me yeah i can hear you ryan is your whiffy cutting out on you I'm back. Uh, could you guys hear me at all? It cut out for a while on me. Can you hear you now? Yeah, so oh. you're good now. Yeah, sorry. It cut out for like uh, 10 seconds or so. Okay. Uh, pretty much I was just emphasizing that the the two factors being the, the depiction on the door and inside this room really don't line up uh, in Walira's mind. Does this... Seem, this room seems strange to you, Nash. There seem to be a lot of candles. I feel like they don't need this for just small. It is odd that they would have a, a boat traveling with a lot of fire on the inside that seems to be asking for trouble. If I look at the candles, Sam, um, and like the, the angle of the boat, the candles seem to have like if, if they had been lit while the boat was at this angle, have they melted in that direction? Or do they seem to have like melted in their normal, like straight down 90 degree at the uh, flat surface, and then the boat is shifted there? So you're asking if you can discern if the candles were here before the boat hit the, uh, the sand. Right. Yeah, say, have, have these candles been lit while the ship has been at this upward 45-ish degree angle? Okay, uh, go ahead and make an investigation check. Uh, 13. Okay, um, so when you are in the room, you're looking at these candles, and they appear to be just normal. Um, but when you step like if, if you step out of the room it goes back to that feeling of of the, you know being at an angle uh and then looking into the room from outside of it the candles are so the candles are oriented at the angle of the ship but they are still um they're still melting down as they would if it were flat gotcha there's something strange going on in this space. I'm sure you noticed the uh, equilibrium shift when we entered the room. Yes, it seems very flat. 
I suppose we just need to proceed with caution if we are going to investigate further. I don't wish us to uh, set anything off. Uh, have you noticed anything magical in this room? Not as of yet. It seems that this room itself is enchanted in some way, but uh, I have not seen any individual items. I will uh, take a closer look if you would care to help me. I think that might be Alright, so are you just looking for uh, items, or...? Yeah, just see if there's anything else in this room that may be considered strange. Something, anything possibly magical? Yeah. Okay, um, make perception or arcana checks. Um, and you will get, uh, depending on, on which one you choose, you'll get, like, different info out of this. I'm going our. Uh, well, they're the same for me, so I'll go Arcana. I will also go Arcana because it's better for me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> 18 for me. Ooh. And it doesn't matter because that's a five. Very nice. All right. Um, Ryan, you good? Yeah, it just keeps dropping out every now and again. I'm back. Uh -oh. Okay, cool. Um, so John, as far as, as like how strange this room, everything in this room is strange. Um, like everything just seems to be off about this room. And there is, um, you can pretty easily discern that the, like you mentioned, the equilibrium shift is completely magical. There is something some sort of enchantment on this room. Um, pretty safe to assume the cauldron is magical as well. Um, besides that, there would maybe be, there's probably a few odds and ends that come off as, as vaguely, like there'd be like a stick, uh, on one of the, on a, on a chair, um, that, it has like some uh has like some runes carved into it but beyond that there wouldn't really be anything that you would determine as specifically magical okay um are there any like flasks or uh like bottles or anything like that in here um yeah so uh, let's see you made a perception check earlier right yes this room um what was it uh somewhere in the 17th like 16 17 somewhere in there okay um yeah we'll just ride that out then um yeah so you're looking around as you're kind of searching for anything that that appears to be arcane in nature and uh and you you look up and there's like a top shelf um and on that shelf, there are a bunch of stoppered glass uh, bottles and jars full of rather grisly, uh, like, body parts. Uh, again, you would be able to, to discern that these are probably from, like, small uh, creatures. And there's... There, there's a good like uh, 20 to 30 of these jars and bottles just full I would like to grab 
um, a few of the smaller ones and stow those away, like two of them, I would say. Okay. Uh, and then I would like to take one of the larger one and empty it out onto the floor and scoop up some of whatever is in the cauldron to place in it for further analysis later on and then re, uh, re-cork it. All right, so you uh, take a couple of these bottles, put them in your pack, um, take one of the jars. The second you unstopper this jar, um, which appears to just be like a bunch of variously various size uh, eyeballs, um, you unstopper it and the stench just fills the room. It smells terrible. Sorry. Um, so you, you dump it onto the floor, uh, ensuring that this room will forever smell like year old eyeball. Um, and you said you're just going to like dip it into the cauldron and and take out some of the, uh, okay. Just like kind of scoop it down, whatever it is. Uh, I'll use prestidigitation while I'm doing that to, uh, oh, all right. Uh, instantaneously clean the area uh, of, that I dumped it in as well. Okay. This spell Alrighty. has this cantrip has so many weird uses. It does. Like the flavor thing. Like I never knew you could do that because no one that has ever played that I've played with has ever used like the weird flavoring ability. Right. So you can make like. When is that gonna like come into play? Like only if you're like you know traveling and you're eating like shitty like you know flavorless oatmeal rations and you're like I'm gonna make it taste like Cheetos. <laughs> Cheeto oatmeal, that is what I need in my life. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would eat it. I would, I would eat that. Hey, <laughs> hey, oatmeal and Cheeto. Hey, Frito Lay, do me a favor if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, you. Uh, you kind of clean that up with prestidigitation, maybe kicking the uh, eyeballs uh, into a corner. Yeah, I'll leave um, those to sit and decompose. <laughs> um, you reach over and dip this jar um, into the cauldron. Uh, how much are you looking to get? Like not half full are you like half filling this jar yeah i was gonna say if i can get like 12 ounces of it that that's really all i'm okay all i'm after really just like a, a can of soda's yeah, worth sure okay um so you get this this jar maybe half full of this uh kind of nasty green liquid um and you stopper it back up, and I assume you're putting it just in your pack? Uh, yes. All right. I believe we have sufficient proof we have been into the captain's quarters now. Have you seen these candles? They're all over the place. Yes, I don't know if this guy had a wax thing that he was uh, into, <laughs> or, or she, uh, I, I guess. Uh, but uh, that is a, uh, it is a curious collection, and it is something that does uh, pique my curiosity uh, and I could light these candles one by one. Oh, they're all lit. Oh, they're I, lit I'm as sorry if I didn't in. mention that. Oh. Yeah, they were all lit. Who, who do you think keeps changing these candles? Though, I'm sorry, I, I thought I mentioned lit. that earlier. <laughs> That's okay, I may have just missed it. 
I was writing down things at the time. Sure. The problem with listening and taking notes is sometimes you miss the in-between things. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then. What were you saying, Kevin? Just said, who keeps these candles lit all of this time? They must be uh, magical in nature as well. I don't know if this is something we should mess with right now. Or if we should come back later. I myself am uh, not doing so well in the maintaining basic systems function. <laughs> yes, I... Push my intestine use... back into my abdomen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could use the quick rest as... Kind of lick the blood off of my arm that is currently <laughs> gushing out. Uh... Well, all of them are doing that. Uh, in the basement, I try and wake up the... Uh... The sleeping or uh, unconscious uh, fisherman. Alrighty. Um, we'll just say easy enough. Uh, you take a few minutes, maybe patch up a couple of its wounds. Uh, what is your medicine check bonus? Um, do you want to know? Or do you want me to tell you what I rolled? Uh, let's go with the roll. Good, 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 good. Um, it is a total of 19. Right, My modifier is plus zero. No, it's, oh, it's okay. plus zero. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, so you are definitely able to patch up uh, some of its wounds and kind of uh, ease it awake. It is very uh, kind of, I don't know if, I don't know if lethargic is the right word, but kind of just very, it's very disoriented, very uh, moving very slowly. Um, and did you, you didn't tie it up, right? So um, I was about to say right before I uh, tried to awaken it, I slap a pair of manacles on its wrists. Perfect. <laughs> kinky. Right. It might not be sexy, but it's kinky. Um, okay, so you're, uh, you have it manacled, it's wounds bandaged, and you're waking it up? Yep, I'm going to try and talk to him. All right. It's just kind of looking around very, again, very disoriented and, and, uh, just kind of out of it. <sighs> okay. Um, uh, can, can you understand me? Uh, it like locks eyes with you and blinks. Um, you can tell that it, you can, you think that it does understand. Um, do you speak common? It, uh, it looks away from you. Just kind of like breaks eye contact and, and starts kind of looking around its surroundings again. I, uh, start tying up their feet with the rope I was given. Okay. And I asked the same question again. Um, do you speak common? It um, it kind of comes. It, it's it stops looking around the room and looks back at you as you uh, finish tying uh, its ankles together, um, and locks eyes with you and kind of lets out a very quiet but similar to the previous screeching just but just a very 
much quieter uh, version of that. All right. Um, I don't want anything bad to happen to you. I assume what you were doing here was to protect yourself and your loved ones. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say you got away. You woke up and overpowered me. It kind of just blinks at you again. Just try and stay away from the coast if you can. Maybe head a little ways north. There's less people there. Okay. It still is just staring at you. <laughs> I um I take them out from where we are, from in like that basement area. And I take them out through like the side of the ship over to the water. Like I'm I've got them essentially hogtied with their feet and hands at this point. Right. So the the hole in the wall is something that they would have to even squeeze through. Um, so it's definitely not big enough for you to to get through in uh, armor with all your gear. You yeah. could take them like up the stairs. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Is I'm taking you okay. up the stairs and back out through the way we came in. Gotcha. Yeah, you'd have time to do that while the other two are looking around. I- I, I take them up there and then I uh, I uh, uh, unkey their manacles and then untie their feet. It bolts. Yep, yeah, good. Like the second the rope has any amount of play to it, it like jumps out and runs directly into the water and disappears. Sounds good. After that, then I'll go head up with the other two. I was waiting for you to say something about taking the manacles and rope off because I'm like, yeah, no, it's gone. Like, immediately. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, tack him up. <laughs> um, Fuck him up. <laughs> break his other kneecap. You know, his third one. His third kneecap. You know the one. The Peppas kneecap, yeah. His middle kneecap. (laughs) That common expression that we all refer to our taints as, the third kneecap. Yeah, the cock joint. (laughs) The kneecap of the groin. Ah, yes. You know. (laughs) All right. Um... So about where we left off with Walira and Nosh, um, Fahim, you joined them. Uh, are you just, are you like going into the room? Yeah, I'll go into the room and okay. meet up with the two of them. So same thing. It's this weird change in um, the perceived angle of the, the floor. Uh, lit candles everywhere. A bubbling legged cauldron in the middle of the room uh with no obvious uh source of heat um are you two doing okay in here um it seems a little i don't know it just seems off you get used to it after you stay for a few minutes some strange magics are certainly at play uh we are not a hundred percent sure what that could be but uh 
here, uh, giving it a bit of space. Uh, I've gathered a few items that we can use as our uh, proof of entry into the captain's chambers. I've gathered a couple of jars of animal bits and then a uh, bottle of this strange brackish fluid here. And I gestured to the cauldron. Uh, but we were just poking around to see if there were any uh, items worth uh, taking with us as uh, part of our own, uh, you know, personal bounty. Um, can I go ahead and take a look around this space um, and just kind of base it off of how I know, um, like with my bounties and everything, uh, how higher society uh, tends to like to uh, hide information and or goods. Um, just like things I've had to find based off bounties or, um, you know, charlatans and being like, okay, where did they actually hide these goods? Okay. Um, go ahead and make Hmm. Thinking investigation, but I would hear an argument for a difference. Um, whatever argument you want to make is invalid because it's a nat 20. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> investigation. It's a 19 with investigation, though. All right. Um, so you're looking for information based off of what you would know from... Right, like from, from other people I've apprehended, like... Where okay. is a place where people put their valuables um, oh. and or, yeah. So it's like, okay, if you're a person of power, where do you put your valuables? If I've ever captured someone like that, or if you're a charlatan, where do you try and hide those things? Gotcha. Um, okay, so you're, uh, there's a, like a dresser or maybe a, I guess it'd be more like a, like a vanity i think that's the right mm -hmm. word yeah um the the mirror in it is broken like shattered gone uh but the uh and the top of it is covered in uh in candles and small trinkets um but you you're looking around and you pull out some drawers check for false bottoms in the uh, in the drawers, um, check for hidden latches. You really give this place a really good once over. Um, and you come to the conclusion that this is not, this is not anything that like high society or even like middle class would probably be responsible for. This, this seems more more creature than person uh so based off of that uh i'm going to assume this is not the captain's quarters in fact this is like a ruse okay um and i'm i'm just turning everyone else i'm just like um hey i i told me this is the actual captain's quarters um this is this is nothing like i've seen a leader of a any group of people have their space. Um, I don't think this is what we were here to look for. Then how come the captain had got us in here? Um, 
I think that might have just been a magical diversion of some kind. Um, I'm gonna head back out and see if there are any other rooms that we didn't check out. Okay. Um, make, uh, hmm. yeah, make a perception check as you're just kind of moving around the, uh, around the ship looking for other, um, other doors, other rooms, maybe even other, like, uh, hidden entrances. Um, 21. All right. Dang. Very nice. Yeah, sorry. I don't mean no, to be no, rolling so well. No, it's awesome. Um, well, you can, uh, you do find a couple more rooms that appear to be, like, storage rooms. There's, there's one that is, it would be directly above, um, the, the room with the cauldron. Um, so you, like, go back up the stairs, uh, and it's, it's pretty easy to see that the, the lower level is, uh, completely impassable without, uh, you know, removing a lot of sand. Um, but above the, where that cauldron was, there is what appears to be like a, like a ship's kitchen, uh, like a galley, um, there's some storage with uh, a few more cracked barrels and crates that uh, probably used to contain food, but there is uh, kind of like a like a like a butcher block or a counter uh, in the middle of of this room. Uh, but that's actually the only other room you find, and you can be pretty sure with that check. Um, you have very well scoured this ship. Okay. I, uh, I had backed everyone else then. I'm just like, <sighs> all right, well, I guess this is the best room on the ship. So, um, <sighs> I guess this might've been the captain's quarters after all. Maybe it has something to do with the candles themselves. We were, uh, Nosh and I discussing the potential that the we extinguished the candles there may be something more to this room than uh, appears oh so i'm not familiar with um any, any type of the magical arts so um yeah if you guys want to give that a shot let's do it well uh, we all put them out together we can uh, see what happens uh, are you uh, doing all right as far as uh, any repercussions from this? Because I myself am quite uh, injured and could probably use a small rest uh, to recover from my uh, injuries from out there. Um, if you all want to relax for a little bit, that's okay with me. Um, I'm doing okay, so um, I would be fine with... Uh, looking around or keeping watch i i i do think our um our dragonborn friend doesn't want us to take too long on this though that's fair i suppose we just take a take an hour to uh just uh, patch up our wounds i would be uh i would be willing to move forward after that uh, one way or the or the other it works for me too Fine enough by me. Um, all right. 
let's um let's take a quick break um i'll uh how far away is uh, our dragonborn rowboat friend? Um, you'd remember, uh, well, the other two would remember. I don't know about you with your nat one on perception earlier. <laughs> um, you guys would remember that he is about uh, 150 yards uh, further down this, um, this sandbar. Do we head back and just see if this is good enough? Or should we continue sure we don't show our fit him? That may not be a bad idea just to uh, turn up with what we have. Worst case scenario, I'm sure we can uh, find a way forward within the city. It seems to offer quite a few opportunities and uh, I'm sure there's more than one guild in the area. I base that on nothing. That's just him. <laughs> putting hopeful vibes out into the ether. Oh, that's good. Um, but yes, would I suppose would you all rather investigate this space further or uh, return back to our friend? Uh, there does not seem to be too much for us here, so maybe we head back. <laughs> this is acceptable to me. Uh, Fahim? Uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds good to me. Very good. Let's return. And they did. We have returned. He is fast asleep. Like oh, he boy. has <laughs> he has pulled the the rowboat up on the uh, up onto the uh, sand banks and uh, positioned it so that it casts a shadow over him as he leans against it uh, and is just out. Why would you do this to me two times? Does anybody want to wake him up? <laughs> I did this about a month ago to my boss. It was awkward. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. That's no problem. I forgot about that. As soon as he as as said he was asleep, I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to do it twice, but now I'm glad I did. Now this is going to be a recurring theme of me walking up to someone who's supposed to be on duty somewhere, and I have to try to wake them up. Yes. Yerzuk. Hey, Yerzuk. Hey, Yerzuk. Hey, Yerzuk. Yerzuk. Are you like whispering in his ear? <laughs> yes. I cast Mage Hand and I start poking him with it. I cast I cast Prestidigitation and make it smell like toffee. <laughs> oh, you found his weakness. <laughs> Fucking knew it. You know, I, I said blue and bronze. The bronze is is toffee. He's a toffee dragonborn. Okay. We must eat him. <laughs> We're stranded <laughs> on this <laughs> desert island. What? What uh, what kind of breath attack does he have? Delicious lightning. <laughs> Sticky. <laughs> um. So as you're whispering in his ear, and um, and poking him with a mage hand, he eventually kind of like slaps at the mage hand, like he thinks it's you know 
there's something just on him and he tries to brush it off and uh oh you're you're back oh he kind of like straightens up sits up uh a little bit um straighter oh you find it you get in Uh, still wearing the captain's hat, I hold up the jar of weird bubbling substance. Is this what you were looking for? He, uh, he, like, scrambles to his feet and, and, and takes it from you. He's like, uh, what the hell is that? We found it in a cauldron in the captain's quarters. You, you actually got in? Yes. With little resistance, as blood kind of like <laughs> runs out of my ear. You see him smile for the first time today, and he just like belly laughs. All right, let's uh, let's get back. Oh, oh wait, he's gonna love this. Uh, one thing real quick, and I run back up onto the deck right. of the ship. And uh, scratch a mark over the door frame. Oh, nice. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I put it in big notes next to my notes. <laughs> like above that, uh, like in the on the door frame. With yeah, the where all the uh, the scratches were. Perfect. Not the floating door scratches. <laughs> Just in the air. And I swipe my dagger us. at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm good now. <laughs> All right. Uh, but then, yeah, return to the boat and wait for his muscly back muscles to bring us back to shore. Perfect. Um, he is, like, not quite grinning, but he is very amused. Uh, he just has a has a an expression of amusement the entire trip back. Does he just seem like he's like like pleasantly surprised by the fact that we didn't die? Uh, make an instant check. Five. Yeah, sure. I mean, maybe. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> what would you rather me say? Hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to tell, though. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys make it back to the docks um, if there's nothing else you'd like to do. Um, and he starts walking uh, back the way you came, back towards the uh, Iron Blossom. Right. Oh. Oh, yeah, he does back he, with him. He does tie up the boat, though. He doesn't just, like, let just it. Get off the boat and leave it. <laughs> just kicks it out into the ocean. You're done with this. God, he's so cool. <laughs> as he's getting out he actually like <laughs> takes out his axe and just cuts a hole in the bottom of it then gets out like yeah screw this thing I kind of lean over to uh, my two companions and I say I think this is the kind of guy who would not look at an explosion as it is going off <laughs> I was thinking sort of along the same lines where, like if a building was on fire he would walk out of it but slowly and not look back to see what was happening behind him <laughs> or you know maybe the type of guy who like um, he might like um, he might kiss you and then like walk away and never make eye contact 
No. Oh. Head, <laughs> head slowly uh, turns oh. toward you. <laughs> I, I don't think that is the same as what we were saying, but. Oh. Sure. Oh. <laughs> yep. He blushes intensely. <laughs> He's like, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, no wrong guesses. You never know. <laughs> I, I throw, <laughs> I throw you a look. Like, I don't know. This guy with the kiss. <laughs> we might need to watch out for him. He might kiss us and then never come back. <laughs> Oh god. Uh, but yes, we follow him now, whispering about this so quietly while we're trailing him. <laughs> he clearly hears us. Yeah. It's it's barely whispering. Do you know how to whisper? I, I think I probably leaned into the wrong. I leaned in towards him and whispered this to you guys. <laughs> I know how to whisper. Let me try. <laughs> Roll for whisper. Alright. Natural 20. I need uh, to stop using this dice. <laughs> hey, hey, John. Um, I think you're using loaded dice. I think I have Talos and Jaffe's dice from season one of CR. Because oh that's four nat 20s tonight. Okay, roll it again. Because you got to get a fifth one and tie me. <laughs> That landed on a two, which is adjacent oh, to the net 20. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, cool. Um, so are there any other uh, shenanigans or goofs or actual conversations you guys want to have on the walk? Um, only if there happens to be a uh, brazier of some kind that is unlit or an incense salesperson. <laughs> Are you just looking for more ways to use prestidigitation? Uh, no, I am looking for components to uh, cast the spell. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, you could. You said uh, incense and what was the other one? Incense and charcoal. Charcoal. Uh, yeah. So you're you're kind of walking through a. It's not quite a market more of like there's a lot of merchants around here with you know um because you're still near the like docks uh region um of the city so there's a lot of uh fahim what you would know is this is kind of where a lot of inter-city merchants have like permanent shops um uh, and perhaps even like they will e either pay for the transportation or they have hired people for transportation of goods from different cities and then they will collect them in these uh permanent shops uh, for sale so it's it'd be fairly easy to find uh charcoal and uh incense i would uh I you can find those pretty much anywhere if you just kind of look around a little bit. Walira. Walira. Yeah. Thank you, Fahim. Um, 
I would simply pop in and try to get uh, 10 GPs worth of those items. Uh, you can definitely do that. Cool. Um, yeah, Urzuk just kind of stands, arm arms crossed in the middle of the road, waiting for you. Not like it's it's one of those. He's one of those people who standing with the, with his arms crossed doesn't come across like, hey, I'm waiting for you. You're um, like this is inconvenient for me. It doesn't really seem that way. It just seems like this is how I stand. Okay, so like I, I don't get the impression that I'm, I'm inconveniencing him when I do this. Right, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, they're stopping to buy something. All right, I'm just going to stand here and wait. Cool. Cool, yeah. And he uh, still has this like kind of odd because Dragonborn smirk, you know, just like, oh, uh, like he's he's still very amused by this whole situation. Uh, as we, as I exit uh, this sort of area, I sort of tuck away my... Uh, components into my uh, bag and nod. Okay, look, this is all I needed. All right, well, uh, unless either of you need anything else, I suppose back to the uh, Blossom it is. And we arrive at the Iron Blossom. Ah. Um, <laughs> smash cut. <laughs> um, he uh, opens the door, goes in, and... Uh, he like approaches the uh, the window, and uh, by now the because it's it's probably you guys spent I'd say a decent amount of time throughout the entire trip, so I'd say it's probably five o'clock or so by now. Uh oh. Um, and pretty much uh, the the waiting area, as it were, is completely empty. Uh, Urzuk walks in, uh, goes right up to the to the window, sticks his head through. Crow, uh, we're done, and uh, just kind of again stands there, arms crossed, waiting um, as Drokus returns to the window. Uh, done so soon, so it would seem. Fantastic. Um, Show him the bubbly stuff. Bubbly stuff. I uh, reach into my pack and pull out a green fluid. His face goes from a, like, again, kind of amused smile to, like, shock. Where, where did you say you got this? It was in the ship. In the, in... the ship to get stuff, and we got stuff. In the ship. Yes. Where exactly in the ship you got into the captain's quarters? Yes, I point to the hat that I'm still wearing. <laughs> was that another task? It was your task, but I wasn't expecting you to succeed. The whole idea, this has been... <laughs> We've used this as hazing for our new members for years, decades. You're not supposed to succeed. That We hadn't found a way in. Right. You're Clearly. telling me you got in. Clearly we are better than you may have thought. <laughs> Apparently. Maybe you wave a few. most of your members. Yes. Well, Maybe. This is, uh, this is amazing. All right. Well, what were you saying? Maybe uh, good enough to wave a uh, membership fee for a month or two. Uh, 
don't think that good. Time will tell. However, um... <laughs> it was worth a try. Always worth a try. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, he kind of glances at Urzu, who just kind of shrugs and inclines his head. I think I can approve your applications right here and now. That's, uh, quite the accomplishment as far as I'm concerned. Are you all all right? You seem a little under the weather. I cough some blood onto the floor. I, uh, um, I could take some Tylenol. I brush my <laughs> hair behind my ear and I'm like, I'm all right, but think, thanks you, thank you for asking. I'm still licking the wound on my arm and I just kind of stop licking and say, yes, I, I may have scratched myself once or twice. Well, um, he just kind of waves a hand and the, the blood that you just coughed up um, is, uh, you would notice this is prestidigitation, just kind of uh, done away with. Well, um, we have uh, healers available and um, none of you are, you, you all have uh, places to stay in town or are you in need of an apartment as well? Um, I'll I'll be fine, thank you. Though Perfect. I am, I am uh, currently staying at the Nomad, uh, but my lease there is uh, beginning to close. I paid for a month of time. Very well. Um, well, uh, I'm sorry. I'm still in a bit of shock here. I'm impressed thoroughly, but well, the uh, month is coming to a close. Um, I could provide you with um, a new assignment as early as tomorrow morning, if uh, if you'd like. Uh, but that is, of course, up to you. Uh, like I said, we have healers here that can tend to your wounds. Um, yes. Um, I I don't need any healing, but um, I'm just gonna go home and sleep everything off. So, my friends and I here are expecting to get paid for we, what we have just done. Especially since we've gone above and beyond what every other recruit you have had do. So, please pay us for the work that we've done and we'll come back tomorrow and complete the job that you have for us then. Uh, I am approving your applications immediately. That's obviously never happened before. Look, I can... I can give you all a night's stay, free of charge. Well, I think what my friend here is trying to say is, clearly we have went above and beyond. Uh, we have fought these hideous monsters, and I'm like going to this huge, elaborate, like tale of what we've done. Clearly embellishing on every aspect of it, from falling monsters through, falling through boards and having to dig our way up um, um, through the monsters and kind of uh, the, the the dangers within the ship, if you will. Uh, make a deception check. Okay. God. Uh, Twelve. Okay. He, he kind of like he's smiling throughout the entire story, but um... Look, I, 
as I said, I can offer you healing. I can offer you replenishment of uh, any supplies used, um, as well as a night's stay and a very well-paying job on the morrow. Maybe you just uh, give us the money for the night's stay and we will stay at our own place. Clearly have accommodations for the night, so pay for two places. I suppose that's fair. Uh, I believe my friends and I are set to a certain standard of living. Do you well, share our accommodations the... A, a night's stay would run you normally about uh, five silver, so sure, I can give you all five silver each. That's... I think more than... You... <laughs> and I just, like, I just start laughing and shaking my head. I'm like, I make more than that for my average job working with the city guard. Well, I'd very well hope so, because if you didn't, you'd be homeless most of the time. So you're saying you can pay us more. Wonderful. All right. <laughs> well, we'll take that, and we'll be on our way. Thank you. Very well. Oh, are you taking this jar with you, or is this... Uh, yes, I will be bringing it with me. Very well. Well, I do hope to see all of you bright and early tomorrow, or whenever you... Uh, feel the need to come in again. Um, yes. Uh, this has been a very amusing day. I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it was a great day. And I take whatever money I'm given and I, uh, I just like strut out of this place. Does 8.30 work for you? <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, kind of like lingering behind as Fahim leaves looking at Nash. Uh, so uh, 8.30 is good for you tomorrow then? Yeah, I can do 8.30. God damn it, I'm going into your voice. <laughs> I hate you. No, I know. I have to keep like, I, I put a post-it <laughs> note on my mic that says deeper and slower. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Because otherwise, I sort of lean into yours a bit higher and more cake-like. Uh, me, I'm just going to. I I'm just going to lean into this now. They jump out the sound, isn't it? Ah, I need to do something to make sure I don't do this. <laughs> Yours was like initially a bit more like sing-songy, so like that's, yeah, that's kind of how to, I differentiated. I need to just kind of, I need to come up with a better like thing to remind me because as I hear you talk, I keep thinking, oh yeah, that's my voice. It is not my voice. <laughs> what's, what's my voice up, doing up, over down, there? Up. <laughs> Wait a minute, yeah, I John, think just memorize the uh, the tone that you speak. So being like up, down, up, or you know, up, down, down, down. Yeah, Wallier is, is, my intent is for his to be a bit more of the low grumble, accentuating the ends of sentences on a downward note. Ah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Fahim is very soft-spoken, light up, trying to be positive, but I I understand what's going on, and I'm not going to take too much shit if I have to. So <laughs> this is where I land. Takes hey, no more shit than he absolutely has to. Fair enough. I will uh, return to the Nomad myself, and I will take an hour uh, as I am after I have received dinner. I will take an hour to take my charcoal and incense and find a familiar, which is a spider. Um, and I just go back home. I, uh, I take the silver I made today and I give it to my parents and I go to sleep. Nosh, anything on your, uh, you know, like after getting a bowl of milk and all that? Um, I definitely would have had kind of headed back um, to my sister and given her um, the, the money that was made so she could keep living. Perfect. So, so John, who are you being charitable to? Huh? Who are you financially helping out? I take my five silver pieces and I give two of them to my spider and break the other one in half. <laughs> and so I crush your my... spider with the silver piece. I slide <laughs> it across the... the floor and I say, <laughs> all right, I will call you Kizooks and this is your money. Hello, this is John, your shifter wizard ranger hybrid, popping in to let you know that we also do another podcast. If you head over to SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, you can find it there. We do another podcast called The Amber Wars. Uh, Sam and Ryan are both players in it, uh, in which I, John, am the DM. Uh, It's been running for about a year and a half, and there is a giant backlog of episodes. If you would like to go check that out, feel free. Thank you for listening to the Cloven Chalice.